0: Uh, one person to introduce is our uh, our new vice president of advancement, who's talking to his wife and not listening right now. Bob Hickey. So, Bob's our uh, Bob's our new vice president of advancement. He's uh, in charge of our uh, external outreach, including our alumni and constituent relations. So, we're glad to have Bob be uh, back at the university on a third tour, third and final tour uh, at the university. So just a real big thanks to all our friars who are here tonight. Just really grateful to have so many friars with us tonight uh, sharing this evening. Uh, We have members of our board of advisors and our alumni board here. Very grateful for them. Also, um, from our uh, board in Gomming, Austria, Franco Carpellotti serves on our Gomming Austria board. He's. And then also, uh, we have one of our board of trustees here. It's Brian McCarthy, who was selected for this award before he was on the board. So this is not sucking up. Uh, (laughs) uh, It's usually not a board of trustees that uh, end up with uh, alumni awards. So uh, this was uh, grandfathered in. Uh, Actually, we might take it back before the night, so. But to join us up, up here also is uh, Dr. Rebecca Rook. She's class of 2001. And she is the chair of our alumni awards committee of our alumni board. Uh, she's also a professor here at Franciscan in our education department. So very thankful for her. And of course, our president, Father Dave, to join us up here. Do you want to fight over one? Just take a seat. <laughs> Father Dave and I have been on the road for a month, so the jokes don't get old. So. <laughs> but uh, we'll begin uh, with our, uh, our first alumni award. It's our Alumni Citizenship Award, which is given to an alum in re- alumni in recognition of outstanding volunteer leadership or distinguished community service thus bringing honor not only to their alma mater, but to the community at large. Jim Campbell has provided this type of selfless service. Jim graduated from Franciscan University with a degree in accounting. He then embarked on a career in banking, working for Credit Suisse, uh, BNP Paribas, and Leighton Road Group. In 2007, Jim volunteered with Santa Maria Del Fiat, a religious group that ran a school and a home for abused and neglected children in Ecuador. Upon returning to the United States, he established the Mission Santa Maria Charity to support the group and continue working in the field of banking and, att- and attaining an MBA in, uh, from Georgetown, his lesser alma mater, he told me today. So ultimately, though, Jim found banking unfulfilling and discerned a call to the mission work In January 2019, he moved to Ecuador, where he uses his Franciscan University education and financial financial expertise to raise funds for Mission Santa Maria on a full-time basis. In 2020 alone, Mission Santa Maria provided several hundred full and partial school scholarships and helped nearly a dozen students from the children's home pursue a, a university education. The mission has also funded construction projects and water systems at the children's home. And most importantly, during COVID-19, they fed thousands and thousands of people who would have gone hungry. In honor of his efforts to support the educational endeavors of hundreds of Ecuadorian students, Franciscan University of Steubenville is proud to present the 2021 Alumni Citizenship Award to Jim Campbell, class of 2004.
1: So you can grab- I can talk. Uh, Thank you so much, I'm so honored to be here uh, this evening. It's good to be home, good to be back at Franciscan University. Uh, My first experience with Franciscan University uh, was when I was actually a a small child, Uh, I guess I was about seven or eight. My oldest sister, Michelle, who's here tonight, uh, came to Franciscan University, to college, and my father went to visit her at a parent's weekend, and he he tells his story Probably every year to me, but he went and he um, he looks like me. He's pasty white complexion, Irish. Um, he's very balding. He's more like Mr. Clean, and um, he told me he he entered a father son look alike contest at, at Franciscan University, and um, he went up with this uh, friend of Michelle's and, and told this very emotional story about um, rock climbing and about almost losing his life and his son saved his life. And it was all fabricated because uh, I was very young at the time. <laughs> and they ended up winning the father-son look-alike contest and won an award. And um, this so-called son of my father's no other than Dave Pavanka. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> now Father Dave. Uh, so I figured I wanted to share that story and, um, but that was my first experiences, coming to visit Michelle, coming actually to Father Dave's ordination as well, which was which was really wonderful. I, we had another sister that attended here, and then when it came time for me to go to college, I, um, I didn't know what I wanted, so I came here, uh, and I had a really wonderful, wonderful experience here at Franciscan University. And people often ask me about my time at Franciscan, and I, can only tell them how much I love Franciscan University. Um, mostly, well, 100% because of the people, the faculty and the students. I think Franciscan is a special place and there's no other place on earth like it. When I was here my junior year, um, my roommate and best friend from New Jersey um, was diagnosed with bone cancer and we were supposed to go to Austria together and a few weeks before, he he called me and said, hey, uh, you know, I have a cat, you know, I, I got an MRI and there's something not right. Well, when he was diagnosed with cancer, instead of going to Austria, he went through chemotherapy and I decided I wanted to stay back to, to hopefully be close to him. So I went to my my professor, um, Matternack, and he said, you have to ask, if you're going to change your schedule, you have to ask your business professors if they can do a course by arrangement, which I didn't know even existed. So I went to, Professor Matternack, um two employees, I guess, Father, Father Kelly, Dr. Kelly and Professor Macri, and they didn't even hesitate. And this was more work for them. They, they spent more hours with me in their office every week. Um, but I'll be forever grateful to them. And there's other professors as well and faculty. Um, I, I knew Father Dennis, Father Brian, uh, Father Terry, of course, Father Dave. Father Mike at the time, but we had such good examples of good, faithful Christians living the gospel. Um, certainly the students here impact your lives. I would go to daily mass with 400 students at noon mass and hearing the gospels every day, um, somehow you know, found a way into my heart. And so these stories about um, you know, Jesus saying, uh, unless you did it for the least of these, you did it to me. And uh, I came that you may have life and have it to the full. And the stories of his miracles, of healing the blind man, Lord, I, I want to see. So after I graduated from Franciscan, I, as Tim said, I, I spent some time in finance in, in New York City and did a volunteer trip to, to Ecuador. And for the first time in my life, I saw what it meant to, to be around people who were poor. I grew up in New Jersey and, and worked in Manhattan. I had never known a poor person in my life. And this is how the other 85% of our world lives. And for the first time, really in my life, the gospel came alive to me and I finally understood what Jesus was talking about in the gospels. Lord, I want to see, my eyes were opened. And so um, I just wanna thank Franciscan University, thank all of you um, for for my time here. I think it's uh, heroic what the university does Um, for children and for parents who are sending their children here. And I'm always grateful, but I'm so grateful to be a part of, so grateful to be an alumnus of Franciscan University. Thank you.
0: The Professor Edward Kelly Award is given to an alumni to an alum in recognition of success in the areas of business, accounting, finance, or law. They must be leaders in their chosen field and provide an excellent example for current and future alumni to follow. Brian McCarthy is a leader in business who has achieved exemplary success. A double major in theology and history, summa cum laude. Brian, Brian's formation at Franciscan University gave him the ability to engage others in authentic, real-life relationships, helping him to connect as a servant leader. Establishing this kind of rapport enabled him to become a successful executive and sales leader, and he has served as vice president and director of sales for several technology companies. Currently, he's the chief revenue officer at Rubric, a, a cloud data management company. Brian gives generously of his time, serving as a member of, of, the Vagabond, of Vagabond Missions, uh, of, of the board of, uh, board, a board member of Vagabond Missions, and as a member of Franciscan University's Board of Trustees. He also supports many groups and organizations that seek to further Christ's kingdom. In addition, he cares deeply about Franciscan University's young alumni and invests in the next generation of business and technology leaders by helping them obtain interviews or by s- simply offering a listening ear. For his success in business, his contributions of time and financial resources, and his hardworking example to Franciscan alumni, Franciscan University of Steubenville is proud to present the 2021 Edward J. Kelly Alumni Award to Brian McCarthy from the class of 2001.
2: Right- Hello. <laughs> All right, so um, you know, I have a lot of people to thank. Start actually uh, with uh, the fact of I'm so humbled and grateful for the university. Um, you know, it's, meant a lot. it's meant a lot to me personally and in my life. I have a daughter that goes here and now it's meaning a whole lot to her. I've had a lot of nieces and nephews. But it's where I met my bride, uh, which is my true joy of my life. So, you know, these awards are awesome. They're super amazing. And this is very much uh, my wife's award as well. Uh, Everything we've accomplished, we've done together. Uh, C.S. Lewis has a quote that says, Children are not a distraction from work, but they are the most important work. And you know, so often the work of you know a stay-at-home mom doesn't get recognized. So I want to take an opportunity to acknowledge that you know you built every one of those technology companies. Uh, she was my uh, my ear and uh, provided a ton of counsel. Believe it or not, many quarters were delivered purely on novenas. <laughs> it's with, without a doubt. And uh, and she continues to be my, for 20 years, the joy of my life, which is a great song by Chris Stapleton. If you ever get a chance, listen to it. And uh, secondly, <clears throat> I just wanted to chat for a minute because I'm going to be really brief, uh, which is not my specialty. But the uh, I was on a interview with this uh, venture capital company last week, and they, uh, they were doing a podcast, and they asked me the strangest question. The question was, what is your superpower? I was like, man, that, that's really weird. And for those people that know me, you know like that's when I start to get a little uncomfortable. Like even this doesn't feel always that comfortable. And uh, I said, oh, I, I don't have a superpower, what do you mean? He said, "No, like, what makes you unique? What helps you to like stand out? What what helps you to to be successful in your field?" And so I, I tried to think about it, and uh and I kind of summed up three things, that I'll, that I'll just share. Uh, one is belief, and uh, the first piece of belief I'll just tell you a quick story is about being believed in, and the power that is. So all you people that are raising kids and. Uh, You know, the world's hard. The world will give you trouble. Take courage for I've conquered the world, right? Uh, uh, Instill belief in your children. Not only, uh, and I don't just mean that in belief and faith, and I'll I'll get to that in a second, but if you're so blessed to have somebody to believe in you, uh, and sometimes when it's not warranted, it can make a difference. Uh, I was, you know, super blessed to be... uh, a, uh, a goofy kid in college, you know, really, you know, it's a miracle that I got into Franciscan. Uh, so they uh, they took a chance on me, and I'm glad because it was the only school I applied to. I would have been out of luck. Uh, but but my uh, my bride took a chance on me, and uh, she always believed in me. And I'll never forget this one story. Uh, my my last year's school... Well, You know, I I finished school early in three years, primarily because she was a year older than me, although she looks 10 years younger, um, because if she would have left school, I figured I would lose her. So thanks to Tim Delaney for coaching me up first semester, uh, how to get through school quick. Um, But that last year, my brother Dan said, what do you think Brian's gonna end up doing for a living? And uh, she said, I don't know, but he's gonna be the head of something. And like my brothers and sisters always laugh at that. They still tell that joke. And she always says, you know, she just meant the head of our home. But, uh, you know, that belief in, that she had in me made me dare to do something great. And, uh, and so I'm, you know, definitely find people that believe in you. And two is Security. And uh, this, so the second thing that I would say is like superpower security. And what do I mean by security? It means that you, you, you are not an insecure person. And, uh, and I think what has enabled me to be very successful is to surround myself with people who are better than me. Like I love, I have no fear of like somebody like trying to take my job or something. I, I want to surround myself with the smartest, the best uh, people in the world, and I have no uh, qualms if somebody does something better than me. And I don't have to be the smartest person in the room uh, or have all the answers. And that security uh, has been a great gift in my life. And the second security is the feeling like, hey, it's all here today and it could be gone tomorrow. And my my uh, joy and my hope and my peace is, is not in the work. There's gonna be good days and bad days, good quarters and bad quarters. But that security of knowing that I, was a, that I belonged to the God of the universe and that I was his and I belonged to him meant that uh, nothing else could rob that peace of me, which helped me to, again, make tough decisions and, and, and to be able to lead in business uh, pretty much unwavering without fear because it could be all taken away and it wouldn't have mattered because my wife still loved me my mom loved me, <laughs> and I and, and I was a child of Daddy God, and and then the the third thing that I think has uh, has been a real uh, you know real benefit in my life is purpose, and uh, you know when I left Franciscan University, I thought the only way that you could really make a meaningful impact is to go into like missionary work or something like my. You know, my best friends in seventh grade, Bob Lesneske, was doing going going doing missions and uh, you know youth ministry, and I struggled because I got into enterprise software sales, and I I happened to be pretty good at it, and you know it was like four years in, and uh, you'd have to know that you know I was one of twelve kids, ten of twelve, and uh, excuse the expression, but we didn't have a pot to piss in. We didn't, you know, we were we were broke. And uh, my dad was a taxi cab driver and worked on the docks and passed away when I was young. So um, our house was we lost in foreclosure and the like. And so all of a sudden, four years in, life was pretty good and uh, we were doing really well. And it just didn't I didn't it didn't fit. I didn't understand how to wear this jacket, you know, this you know blue collar kid suddenly finding himself in a place. That wasn't comfortable, and uh, so Chrissy and I made the decision that we were going to quit, and we were going to go uh, into missions work, and uh, walked into the vice president of North America, told him, "Hey, can, can I talk to you for a minute?" He said, "Yeah." So I sit, He sits down. I tell him, "I um, I got bad news. I'm going to be, I'm going to be leaving." He quick jumped up, closed the door, looked at me, said, "Where are you going?" And I said, I'm gonna to go to Mexico. Chrissy and I are gonna to go to Mexico and we're gonna go build houses for, for the poor. And without missing a beat, uh, this guy's name is Rafael Bologna, without missing a beat, he says, wow, Brian, that's great. I had no idea you were excellent at building houses. <laughs> and I, and I, it caught me off guard. I was like, well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I've never built a house before. And he goes, oh, but you're really handy, right? I thought, I said, well, no, not particularly. He said, "Well, damn, you're a really good seller." And he said, "Brian, can I ask you a question? Do you think you can build more houses with your hands or your commission checks?" And suddenly it occurred to me that I could have a mission too. Suddenly it occurred to me that m- my skill sets could be a missionary, that I could use my talents and gifts uh, to build up the church, you know, and uh, and. That's what we've tried to do, you know, and been very blessed. Uh, but I, it, it occurred that both financially and investing in people, and loving people, loving people in all aspects of the world became our mission. Uh, so, la- last last word. This is a board of trustee uh, comment. I just want to uh, thank Father Dave for the mission that he uh, is leading uh, the university on but specifically the Go Rebuild My Church capital campaign. And uh, so uh, what I'm gonna say on that just one second is it is rooted in this. It is rooted in going Rebuild My Church means to go into missionary work in Ecuador, to go into the hospitals, to be incredible physicians. It means to be going into academia. It means to be going into government. It means to be going into Wall Street and into Silicon Valley, into corporate America, and go rebuild the church, to love the church where they're at. And so that's what this campaign's about. So regardless where you are in your life, I invite you to participate uh, in Franciscan University's mission to go rebuild the church. God bless you.
0: the reason got Brian got out in three is because my wife was older than me and she had better options so I had to get out in three and a half so that uh she didn't disappear so sorry Chrissy sorry Susie you guys are stuck our next uh, honoree is uh Martha Reichert and um Martha couldn't be here today but we'll we'll honor her and and take another opportunity um to to acknowledge her the Bishop John King Musio Award is given in recognition of distinguished or faithful service to the church through a vocational ministry in the local church, church organizations, or through missionary work. Martha Reichard has advanced the Catholic Church's teaching on human dignity in ways that have had an international impact. Her passion for St. John Paul II's teaching on the dignity of women led her to become a founding member, board member of Endow, an apostolate that now helps women on every continent to understand what the church teaches about their inherent worth and dignity. She also developed an outreach to women at Samaritan House, a 450-bed homeless shelter in Denver run by Catholic Charities. Every Monday night for four years, she read St. John Paul II's letter to women with prostitutes, Wiccans, domestic abuse victims, ex-convicts, and anyone else who walked in the door and helped all these women to see the beauty of the church's message. From 2014 to 2018, Martha served as president of Endow. She now also works with many other organizations, including Focus, CREATO, Catalyst, the Missionaries of Charity, Beckett Fund for Reli- and the Beckett Fund for Religious Liberty. She cares deeply about forming the next generation of leaders, and currently serves as a trustee on the boards of Augustine Institute and Thomas Aquinas College. It's it's for board work that she's uh, unable to be here today. For faithfully helping people from all walks of life to understand their God-given dignity and to know their worth in Christ, Franciscan University of Steubenville is pleased to present the 2021 Bishop John King Musio Alumni Award to Martha Reichert from the class of 1992. Our next honoree is Sean Salamita. And, and his son, Gabe, actually works here. And I was wondering from Gabe if, if being 25 and having your dad look younger than you is hard. Is that difficult? <laughs> oh, you're 26. Got it. <laughs> so the Father Dan Egan Award is given to an alumnus in recognition of success and leadership in the areas of healthcare, human services, or life sciences. Sean Salameda has been an exemplary leader in the fields of mental health and child welfare for over 20 years. As president of Behavioral Health Services at Lakewood Center in Pensacola, Florida, Sean currently leads a team of 650 employees. Throughout his career, he has been on the cutting edge of healthcare management, holding numerous executive leadership positions at behavioral health and child welfare agencies. Growing up with 10 siblings, seven of whom were adopted from foster care, equipped Sean with a unique understanding of the needs of the child welfare system. His talent for pulling people together and his vision for collaboration enabled him to unite representatives from many different foster care agencies to successfully advocate for transformational legislative changes in Florida's innovative child welfare system. Sean has received multiple awards, including the Pensacola Area Commitment to Excellence Award from the Greater Pensacola Chamber of Commerce, and the Champion for Children Award from the Florida Coalition for Children. This past summer, he was appointed by the Florida Speaker of the House to serve on the newly established State Commission for Mental Health and Substance Abuse. For his excellence in in executive leadership and commitment to advocacy for positive changes in the areas of behavioral health and child welfare, Franciscan University of Steubenville is pleased to present the 2021 Father Dan Egan Alumni Award to Sean Salamita from the class of 1992.
3: I'm a little bit of trouble with my siblings back there. I didn't tell them I was appointed to that state commission. So this is how they just found out. So I've been busy. I've been really busy. Um, so I have a few brief comments. Um, you know, they're from the bottom of my heart, but it's kind of hard to be serious when, knowing this used to be a gem. <laughs> and in murals, my teammate, Dave Pavanka, would stand right there and set picks for me so I could shoot three. you remember, remember that? He had two jobs. Give me the ball and set picks, right? <laughs> <laughs> so blessed to be a household brother with Father Dave. Then he was just um, It Still is. Uh, I love Franciscan University. Um, and receiving this award is kind of, made me realize how much I love Franciscan University and how much it's meant in my life. The things that I've learned here in my four years, and yeah, I grew up in a very unique family, 10 adopted, or 10 siblings, seven adopted. Um, and my parents handed me off to Franciscan University. Um, and for the next four years, they raised me. This institution raised me. and. Um, It occurs to me with this award, and looking back on my life, that the things that I learned here academically, spiritually, and interpersonally, have really propelled everything I've done, uh, all of my life's work. Um, Martha Reichert, who uh, was just previously recognized, was a classmate of mine. Um, The late John Corsey was the chair of the Mental Health and Human Services Department. I met him once I finally declared a major. Um, I think I was told I had to declare a major because you can't graduate undeclared. (laughs) (laughs) But John Corsey kind of lit a spark in me. Um, And Martha as well, again, we were classmates, so I'm so glad to see her recognized and I'm just inspired by her life's work. But John Corsey inspired us to take the mental health and human services field from an art to an art and a science and to propel it to more more legitimacy and not just um, kind of something on the periphery. And if you look around the world today, it's very clear that uh, behavioral health, mental health and addictions treatment um, cannot be on the periphery. It has to be part of what we see as our overall health. Um, And again, the things I learned here just have kind of inspired the places God has taken me. So for example, in Florida, over a 20 year period, through innovation, policy change, collaboration, and a lot of data-driven focus, Florida's child welfare system went from one of the worst states in the country in federal child welfare outcomes to 20 years later, we were in the top five and we were the number one out of the five largest states. You won't hear about that because that won't make the media. But the fact is, it was through that collaborative effort and through that, that focus and that push to be innovative, to uh, educate folks on what, um, what needed to happen to, um, to better heal children and heal families Uh, and the results speak for themselves and and I've always looked at it as you know that's God's work and that's God's plan and I think back to uh, I think back to John Corsey and his impact on me and many other students that passed through here and just overall university um, uh, experience that I had here uh, to be able to do that now there's lots more work to do in Florida so if your child or your sibling, or you yourself wanna come to Florida to help me improve child welfare and behavioral health care system, come on down. Florida is a great place to live. It's a great place to live. So talk to me if you wanna break into uh, the human services field and kids or anything like that. We've got a lot of work to do. Um, So again, just so thankful uh, for how God has used me. Um, I wanna thank my family for always um, supporting me, especially my wife, Kathy. Um, I always say if it weren't for her, I'd still be shuffling papers behind a desk in Daytona Beach, my first job. But um, Kathy has always encouraged me to believe in myself and believe, um, believe that God has a purpose for me. And um, she's always my litmus test. If I feel called by God, to quit one job and take another, to move the family from one city to another, my litmus test was Kathy. I'd say, I'm thinking of this, or I got approached about this. And every time um, Kathy immediately says, let's do it, it's it's worked out. So I know that that's kind of how God validates what's next for me. So thank you, Kathy, for always believing in me. Um, My siblings, I have a couple of them here. My children. Uh, you know, there's a lot of Salamitas, sounds like McCarthy, similarly, there's a lot of Salamitas that have passed through Franciscan or are at Franciscan now. i very proud of my son, Gabe, who's back there rocking my beautiful granddaughter, Eliza. Um, but not just, you know, not just my immediate family, but also my university family, my household brothers that are in the back of the room. That. Um, it seems like the older we get, the more, the more love and appreciation we have for each other. Uh, they've lifted me up through some really hard times. Um, but uh, just the overall university family that uh, everyone in this room knows and is part of and experiences, um, just such a blessing. And I, want to, and I want to thank you all. You notice anytime anyone that's associated with the university um, needs some prayer, needs to be lifted up. It's it's, it's, it's heaven's bombarded with prayer. And so, you know, I know that's been the case times in my life when our friend network has, has uh, prayed for something going on in our life. And we certainly do that to this day. So uh, there's nothing like being part of the university family. Um, I praise God and I thank God for the way he's used me in his life and continues to use me in his life. And I praise God and thank him for bringing me here and uh, Brian, we'll talk about that capital campaign, all right? Yeah. All right. Thank you all very much.
0: The Dr. John J. Kerrig Award is given in recognition of success in the field of education. Dr. Marlo Kavnar Vernon is an award-winning research scientist whose groundbreaking work in the area of preventative health provides an outstanding example for current and future alumni. As a student at Franciscan, she developed a passion for helping mothers and babies through preventative health. She went on to earn a master's in public health with a focus on maternal and child health and a PhD in applied health science. For nearly two decades, Dr. Vernon has researched and taught preventative health, including obesity prevention, maternal and child health, suicide prevention, substance abuse awareness, cancer prevention, and more. That's an awful lot already there. In 2018, she entered a contest sponsored by the Maternal and Fetal Health Bureau to develop a tool to help pregnant women remotely monitor their their pregnancies. Dr. Vernon's entry, called Vita RPM, was one of four national finalists. Currently, Dr. Vernon serves as an assistant professor in cancer population control and population health at the Georgia Cancer Institute. She has won awards for her research from the American Public Health Association, the American Association of Cancer Research, and the Georgia Public Health Association. Dr. Vernon also serves as the chairman of the board at Hope House, a nonprofit that enables women to stay with their children while receiving residential substance abuse treatment. For excellence, innovation, and dedication in preventative health education, Franciscan University of Steubenville is pleased to present the 2021 Dr. John Kerrig Award to Dr. Marlo Kavnar Vernon from the class of 2001.
4: I think I might be the shortest person tonight, so I'll move that down. Um, When I first heard that I was getting this award, I was very humbled and honored and a little surprised that I was getting an award in education. And it took me a while uh, sitting on it and thinking and realizing that that is what I've done for the last 20 years, even though it's health education and not sitting in a classroom. Um, I wanna say thank you to our honored guests, to the selection committee, to my family, And a special thank you to my household sisters. Um, I'm a Carrie Dominey sister, and those girls have cheered me on through many winding roads that the Lord has brought me on in these last 20 years. Part of our household scripture says, rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. And when you're here, there's a lot of drama that happens when you're in college, right? And so you know, that piece of the scripture really makes sense. But when you go out in the real world, you don't realize that that part really means for the rest of your life. And I have had the joy of rejoicing with my sisters and weeping with them. Uh, We lost a close brother of ours just last November, uh, Nick Tom. And walking that walk with them has been one of the greatest blessings in all of our lives. And it's because of Franciscan, because we were given the gift of being sisters, of building community, and as Father said in the Household Mass, right before we got here, of calling each other on to holiness. And that has been the real key for what Franciscan has given to me through my lovely household sisters. Franciscan also left me with a strong foundation in my faith, uh, the tools to discern the Lord's will. And boy, has he opened lots of doors I never thought he'd ask me to walk through. And then I had the gift of having Dr. Militech as one of my professors. and While that was um, principles of biblical studies, he always really harped on uh, the value of a liberal arts education. And the value was that you learn how to think, and you learn how to discern the many layers of the perspectives and the motivations, and what it is that you're learning and being told, and reading, and the different ways that people write, and what they're writing, and that, Little Nugget has stuck with me so much um, through all my years of education and teaching and doing what I do. Because, you know, as a when I left here, I didn't know what God was calling me to do. I thought I was going to find some guy, get married and be a wife and a mother. Well, that didn't happen at Franciscan. That took another two years and the whole conglomeration of God moments before I met my husband, David. Um, But I knew, when I was here, that God was calling me to serve women and to work with moms and babies. And it was through my studies in human life studies and Catholic social teaching and um, sociology of healthcare that I learned about the fact that we have some real health disparities in our country. And where I grew up, I didn't really see that. Um, Everyone was healthy. Everyone went to the doctor regularly. Nobody had low birth weight babies. Mothers didn't die in pregnancy. Um, but when I learned that the U.S. has some of the highest low birth weight um, rates and maternal mortality rates in the entire world, like, we rival third world countries. And it kind of blows your mind when you hear that, because you're like, how could that happen? We have the best healthcare system in the world. But not everybody has access to that. And I really learned that that is not just. And that's something that Franciscan really opened my eyes to. Since then, I've been giving many opportunities to see and fight for the inherent dignity of every human being, which we hear every day while we're here, that you are endowed with dignity because you are a child of God. And that's how you should see everyone you come in contact with. Not just the people you went to college with, not just the people who go to church with you but the people you walk past on the street, the people you work with, the people you need to work for. So I worked to ensure families, but in particular mothers and children, have environments that contribute to health, be that on a national, state, community, or on the family environment level. My vocation as an educator and a scientist has also enabled me to be able to teach NFP with my husband to many couples Um, throughout our diocese and deanery in Georgia. And because of my health training as a maternal and child health specialist, um, I have a real understanding of that process and being able to bring that to women and their husbands and help them to understand that their fertility is not a disease. It's not something you need to treat with medication, but it's a gift that we can work with to be healthy together. So through all of this, I've been given the biggest blessing to be a wife and a mother. And my children have walked with me as I got my Ph.D. They saw me stay up late and get up early. They did the dishes and cooked and helped and cleaned. Linus was born while I was in my Ph.D. studies, and Imogen was born right before I finished. So they're here today because I wouldn't be here without them. I used to think that being a woman was either or. You either did this or you did that. But because of the formation I got here and the skills that I was blessed with, I know that it's both and. You are a mother, you are a wife, and. So thank you for this incredible honor. It has been a joy of my life to be an alum of Franciscan University. Thank you.
0: Our final award is our Outstanding Young Alumni Award given to graduates from the last decade who have distinguished themselves academically, professionally, in community service, or by demonstrating outstanding personal achievement. I'm going to share about Eddie Womala, Edward Womala, in just a minute. I want to just acknowledge Eddie's from Uganda, and he went back to Uganda. and He is not able to be here tonight. I want to definitely acknowledge Brendan and Morella Tobin Brendan is a adopted brother of his, we'll say, right? And also uh, co-founder of uh, what Eddie's doing over in Uganda. Brendan Avila, who is from the class of 2017. He's currently in uh, law school at Northeastern University and he'll have a few words on Eddie's behalf. Um, when we receive you know we, we have our Alumni awards banquet, we have special rules if you're stuck in Africa, you can make a video. So we're gonna to we're gonna hear from Eddie in just a minute, okay? Eddie Wamala fully embodies the ideals of this award. Before he studied at Franciscan University, Eddie volunteered with the poor in his home country of Uganda and took three abandoned children into his care. His desire to continue serving others was cemented at the university as he gained spiritual formation through his household, as the festivals of praise leader, and through fellowship with students, professors, and friars. Armed with his bachelor's degree in business management, Eddie returned to Uganda, ready for God to use him to create positive change in his community. As co-founder and president of Bugamiro Foundation Uganda, he aims to bring the hope and healing found in Jesus to marginalized families through education and empowerment programs. Eddie oversees the daily activities of the foundation, which supports a school, spiritual and educational retreats for the community, practical skills training for teens and young adults, and the educational sponsorship of several dozen children. He also supervises the construction of a home for abandoned children and a multi-purpose hall that will house classrooms, a chapel, and the foundation's other ministries. In recognition of his exceptional service to the community, Franciscan University of Steubenville is proud to honor Eddie Wilmala, class of 2017, with the 2021 Outstanding Young Alumni Award.
3: A-E-F-O-A. My name's uh, Father John-Mary I'm here uh, to talk about Uh, a foundation known as Bogumiro Foundation Uganda. This is a foundation that has been uh, recently incorporated as such in the States, uh, February 2019, and it is located in a place called Nyamuha in Kakumiro District.
5: Hello, my name is Brendan Avala. I am a Co-founder, co-director of uh, Bugumiro Foundation Uganda. I'm also the vice president. And um, yes, the name of the organization is obviously called Bugumiro Foundation Uganda. Um, How is the foundation beneficial to the community? Um, Well, (laughs) even that's something yet to be seen. Um, Obviously, one of the great things that we have going on now, even before COVID, even during COVID, uh, thanks be to God, we've got a wonderful education center. We've got a three-classroom education center um, where we're teaching some primary school classes, where we have taught some primary school classes. Education is such a, a, a big need here in, in, in the community. They've expressed that to us.
6: Uh, greetings, uh, my name uh, is Edward Wamala and a uh, former Franciscan University. On this day, uh, when um, receiving the outstanding uh, award for the young alumni. I'm really blessed and honored that uh, the alumni of Franciscan University uh, really um, chose me, and this award really I want to give it back to the Ministry of Bugumiro Foundation, uh, Uganda, where uh, I'm a co founder um, of Bugumiro Foundation. And Bugumiro Foundation is aimed at bringing uh, healing and hope to the most marginalized uh, uh, families in, in, in Uganda through education and empowerment. And we do, uh, we pray for healing, we take care of the children, and uh, we are building uh, a, a home for the children. We have an education center. So it's really exciting. So this award goes to these children and to everyone, uh, to, to everyone who is part of the Gumil Foundation. And I really want to call out Franciscan University in a special way. Franciscan University, you don't have a mission to Africa and I challenge you, you've gone to so many continents and I challenge you, come to Africa we love you, you, know, as, you as you know uh, the Europeans brought the faith to, to, to Africa and that's why the, the faith is rebrooming in, in Africa we are sending priests to, 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 to the west but do not wait for the ground to be dry for you to be able to come back and water it so there's something we want to give back to you As Franciscan. uh, We we open our doors. Bugumiro Foundation is open for you and we we desire you to open your doors for for Bugumiro Foundation and hopefully one day we'll see you uh, at Bugumiro Foundation in Uganda. And I just want to pray for each one of you, the alumni and the university and the president and everyone at the university, that the work God is doing in you at Franciscan University may it multiply, may it multiply and go out to the entire world as it has done for me. We love you and God bless you. To bye. Hey, hey, huh? So I'd
0: like to invite Brendan Avila to share just a word for Eddie.
5: Thank you, everybody. Um, glad to be back. Um, you know, it's such a blessing to be back here at my alma mater, and uh, especially back here during Alumni Weekend, and um, you know, just to be, you know, celebrating the great work that Eddie is doing, you know, back in Africa. And you uh, I want to thank Tim especially because um, at the end of that video, it showed me in a, in a very embarrassing dance move. Um, so maybe it was Providence that didn't happen. So thanks be to God. Um, so anyway, I, you know. I'm I'm very happy that, that, you know, Eddie is being recognized because I think that he has so many great qualities that he is is deserving of this award. And I think it was really the foundation for our friendship, not only starting, but also blooming. Um, Our friendship started in a very unlikely place. You know, in, in the bio, it says Eddie is a business major. We actually met in a philosophy class. His biggest confusion about coming to Franciscan was liberal arts education. He wanted to study business, and he didn't understand why we were talking about Idealism and philosophy and Plato and all this other stuff. Um, so it was, it was a really great place to 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 meet him. And um, you know, he, he's got several great qualities that I think are deserving of this award. I think one of them is his boldness. I mentioned we met in the philosophy class. After that first class, he he went to Dr. Harold. I'm sure a lot of you know who Dr. Harold is. He went to his uh, office hours and told him, "I'm a business major. Why am I in this class?" <laughs> and I thought it was really funny. And they have a, they have a great relationship and. Every time I talk to Dr. Harold, he always asks how Eddie is doing. And um, another great quality of Eddie, um, he's he's very, very much in tune with the spirit. He's very, very charismatic. You know, he he led the festival praises. He's constantly praying with people. Um, When we graduated Franciscan, we lived together in Pittsburgh for for a couple of years, starting the nonprofit. And uh, (laughs) it was great. And it was a testament, but it was also really, really hard because um, you know, oftentimes he'd wake up at 3 a.m. and say, hey, come on, brother, let's go pray in the spirit. And I'm like, are you kidding me? It's like, yes, yes. And then, And then I always hate it when he would say, okay, brother, what else shall we pray for? <sighs> for you to be quiet, can we go to bed? <laughs> no, but, but honestly, you know, he was great. I mean, another memory that really strikes me is when we were living in Pittsburgh, we would go to this parish. It was pretty like quiet parish, you know, and um, we'd go there and one of the priests was pretty charismatic. And during the middle of the homily, Eddie would just stand up and say, amen. <sighs> And I'd be like, okay. <laughs> um, so that that was really inspiring, and you know, he brought a lot of life to the campus, and he was such a gift to to all the student body while he was on campus. And you know, most people knew who Eddie was, um, most especially for his joy. You'd never, um, with the exception of uh, Father Nathan, you wouldn't find another person who was smiling even more. Um, you know, so. But I think you know, in a phrase, what describes Eddie best. And why is he most deserving of this award? I think it's because he's a man of faith. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. When, when we graduated, he'd always come over to my house for you know Thanksgiving. We established a really great friendship. And we talked and he told me, he's like, I've come over to your house so many times. Let me return the favor. Why don't you come to my home? So I was like, okay, sure. Nice little vacation after graduation. Should be easy, right? Um, it turned into a mission trip and we went over there and I was really surprised to see what his faith had had had, uh, had caused to to materialize. You know, he mentioned to me, "Oh yeah, you know, I, I'm involved with some kids, and um, you know, I'm, I'm I'm doing some building projects." And I'm like, "Okay, that's great, interesting. I wonder if that's like a family thing." It's like, no, he actually started an orphanage, like an actual building, before he came to school. I'm like, who does that? I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, you know, being there out and, and helping out with the construction that orphanage was really powerful for me. And then also like, he also adopted three children who didn't have a family. Their, their, their mother fled, um, him and his mother were raising them even before he came to school, you know, and, and for me coming to Franciscan, I had one idea of faith, but being able to see it lived out in that way, I mean, was, was obviously enriching for me, but gave me so much more freedom to say, you know, my faith can be so much more. You know, I don't have to have it be limited. It can be so much more. And if I just put faith in God, he'll take care of the rest. Um, And it it was really secure for for me to think that and really freeing to know that all of the prerogative rests on God. All we have to do is say yes. But I think it's funny, I mentioned I I, I was kind of naive. And I thank thank God that I was naive going into that mission because I imagined imagined it would be a vacation of sorts, but it was really hard. I mean, I I hadn't even been out of the country at that point, not even to Canada. So to go across the Atlantic Ocean and and to go to the village where Eddie grew up was kind of shocking for me. A lot of my comforts were gone. And a week into the mission, I remember taking him aside. I'm like, Eddie, bro, um, I don't think I'm cut out for this. You know, this mission work, we have three weeks left. I don't think I think I signed up for the wrong thing. And he put his hand on my shoulder and he said to me, brother, we've got three weeks left of this. God knows why you're here and you were meant to be here, you know, and um, you know, true to his word, you know, it's it's such a blessing. And at the end of that trip, you know, he asked me, you know, we've got so many service organizations in africa in uganda you know like gm you know gmos the un whatever um but who's addressing the individual you know he he had spent time with the un working there before he went to school and that was his main frustration with a lot of the service organizations the individuals were being you know sometimes ignored There's a lot of great work that's going on in uganda and a lot of our work at the moment mimics a lot of um, service, other service organizations but what drew me into the ministry with Eddie was that you know we're going to welcome Christ into what we do you know and this is Christ's prerogative this is this is his goal and all we have to do is just say yes um, and you know Franciscan was the opportunity for me to meet Eddie and whenever people ask me you know like You know, why did you go to Franciscan? What are you most thankful for? And and I'm thankful for the the formation that I received through my classes and you know the example of my professors. But by and large, the number one thing that I'm thankful for at Franciscan University is the relationships I've built. You know, Eddie is my best friend, and without Franciscan, without that formation, you know that friendship never would have happened. So, um, I'm really sad Eddie can't join us here tonight. But you know, I know that you know he's praying for all of us. He's you know such such a big supporter of this community and. Um, you know, like he said, he's very direct in the way he challenges people. Hopefully, you know some some Franciscans can come back to Uganda one day and um, you know get to see him in person. So anyway, just so thankful for the opportunity to speak tonight and to uh, you know be here with you also. Thank you so much.
0: I do want to acknowledge a couple of folks, um, if you've been to our alumni dinners forever. Uh, Mary Zimmerman and Nancy Ross put together almost everything we ever do and if they were here I couldn't mention them they would get mad at me but they're not here so um, tonight's dinner planned largely by them but also uh, Christy Fleming our assistant director of alumni relations and Bridget Beeler our manager of constituent relations uh, both of whom play a very big role in in all of what we do and, and definitely tonight so very much thank you both and And I mentioned we're on the road a lot, Father Dave and I, so um, I I always like to say this when we're on the road, is that there's many things that make Franciscan University unique. Uh, What's very unique compared to really most, if not all, colleges is that they all have a president. Franciscan U has a pastor. So the pastor of Franciscan University, Father Dave Pavanka.
7: Thank you. Uh, Becca has a suggestion for the awards next year, that they're a small flask. It'd be much more practical, to travel with, and you'd use it more. Are you done? <laughs> Finished? i <I'm> done. Okay. <laughs> wow. It, it's, this has been really such a blessing for me this evening, uh, with all those who are able to be here, as well as Tim and Dr. Rook. Um, They were either my classmates or students when I was here as a a friar, and to be able to see what the Lord is doing and what he has done. I was a student, actually the Portsea uncle had just been built, uh, thanks to the generosity of the Carpelotti family. And I remember I was praying in the chapel there and just kind of wrestling with what it is that God wanted me to do. And I was pretty sure the Lord wanted me to be a priest, but I wasn't positive and was just kind of, maybe I was supposed to go some other direction. And I was praying the scriptures, and I prayed from John's gospel, where Jesus says, it was not you who chose me, it was I who chose you to bear fruit that must endure. And I remember just reading through that, and what I really got stuck on was the, that the Lord had chosen me. And it was really a confirmation for me that ultimately the Lord wanted me to be a friar and, and to be a priest. But I've gone back to that text a great deal over the last many decades, and particularly over the last... 24 months Uh, but what i focus more on lately is not the sense of the lord has chosen me and yet i believe that he has chosen me i believe he's chosen each one of us it's the nature of the incarnation that god chooses us and he has something for us something for us that nobody else can do right that he's inviting you if if you struggle and you wrestle it's like uh, i'm I'm never going to get in a word like that don't worry about it because you're doing what the lord wants you to do because he's chosen you for that Well, what I've been praying through and wrestling with is this latter part of that text that says to bear fruit that must endure. And over the last 24 months, there's been an emphasis on the word must. It must endure. And really what I believe the Lord is speaking to me and speaking to the university is this, what must endure is, is you guys. It's our alumni, it's students that are going to graduate. And, and as Brian shared, that as we were planning our strategic plan and our capital campaign, the Lord was just continually speaking to my heart about rebuilding my church, and yet I'm sure that the university had used that logo because Francis heard it 850 years ago, and it's so Franciscan. But we had never used it before. So we've been praying, and, and we believe that that, that that desire of the Lord's heart, that the church be rebuilt, is continuing today. And it's this community, it's, it's not just me, it's not just the Friars, it's this community that's gonna make that happen. And I go to the port and I sit in front of the San Damian and I hear him say again, bear the fruit that must endure, it must endure. And I hear him say, rebuild the church, which is falling down around you. John Paul said to young people at Toronto, and there was actually a picture that's been banned of, of Bob Levsenevsky and I, I'm not going to use the word that I was going to use, but we were awfully close to each other. Uh, But the Holy Father said uh, at, at the closing gathering to the World Youth Day, he said, the world needs more builders. He says, we need builders who are willing to go out into society, into the church and engage the church and the culture and begin to build. And I believe it's the same call that the Lord has given us here at Franciscan University is that we need men and women who will go out, who will engage the world in truth in charity, in humility, and bring about transformation and change that is so necessary. So I invite you to join me to pray as we continue to pray that the Lord would send uh, what the individuals we need and the people that we need and the resources we need to be able to be faithful to that to a world that desperately, needed, not just the church. It's its one of the things that I've been speaking lately is you've got Catholic universities, you've got Franciscan universities, and then you have TOR universities. And TOR universities are different because the TOR community, the third order, took Francis three times to get it right. And once he got it right, what he did was he, he gathered men and women and he sent them out into the field, into business, into law, into health, all of those things, that's how Franciscan TOR was gonna to be different. The Lord is inviting this university, this community, our students, our alumni, uh, to rebuild a church that desperately needs that, to engage a culture that desperately needs it. Many people have said to me uh, in the midst of COVID, uh, it's, it's just such a blessing that the Lord has you here at this time. It's like, Desi, is that really a blessing? <laughs> But I believe that it is this time that the Lord is gathering this community together to do something great in the world, and the people who have been honored tonight are witness to that, and they give witness to the Lord's goodness, they give witness to His faithfulness, and they give witness to a world that hope actually is possible, and in very such a very small way. And I'm old enough now that I can say this without being too cheesy. I am so proud of you of the recipients of the awards tonight, and what you're doing and how you've uh, engaged your family, the call that the Lord has placed on your life, on your life, and being a part of this rebuilding of the church. Amen.